1: The New Statesman.
0: I'm Ido Vock, Europe correspondent at The New Statesman, and you're listening to World Review, a twice-weekly international news podcast. Every Thursday, we come together to unpack some of the most significant stories in world affairs, and every Monday, we interview a guest for their unique perspective and expertise. Today, I'm speaking to Radek Sikorsky, the former foreign minister of Poland, about his country's support of the Ukrainian war effort, Poland's dispute with the EU over the rule of law, and the prospects for the opposition unseating the ruling Law and Justice Party in an upcoming general election. Okay, Mr. Sikorski, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. If I can start off with something quite topical, we've had the news recently in the past week as we're recording, that several Western countries are delivering armoured infantry vehicles to Ukraine. We've had decisions by France, the US and Germany to, de- to deliver vehicles which are heavier than have previously been delivered, but not as heavy as tanks. And now we're hearing very strong noises from from the Polish government that they would like to deliver leopard tanks, German-made tanks to Ukraine, but Germany seems to be more reluctant to deliver these than than some other countries back in Ukraine. What is your view on Pol- on this on these calls to deliver Leopards to Ukraine?
2: I understand that Poland has already delivered around two hundred tanks to Ukraine, which is more than the UK has, or in about what the number of Leopard tanks that Germany has. I understand that the leopard issue is to do with creating a consortium of countries that own them, apparently around 2,000 in Europe as a whole. Uh, And if all of them gave up 20, 30 percent of what they have, that would be a substantial force, which Ukraine needs to retake territory. So you support the idea of delivering leopards to Ukraine? I think we should deliver everything that Ukraine needs to win this war. This is a completely unprovoked act of aggression by a stronger neighbor on completely false pretexts, which have been condemned by the United Nations. Ukraine has every right to defend itself, and we have every right to help it defend itself. And Russia has clearly a numerical superiority. It's terrorizing Ukrainian cities. So anything we can do to help defend Ukrainian cities and help the Ukrainian army to restore the international borders of Ukraine, I think would be conducive to peace, That that Russia was a guarantor of Ukraine's independence and borders in the Budapest memorandum under which Ukraine gave up its nuclear weapons. And it seems like one of the reasons why this
0: isn't being done is reluctance from Germany. And more broadly, I think there's a lot of mistrust towards Germany from some Eastern member states of the European Union, including Poland. You've spoken about this recently. What's your assessment of the state of German-Polish relations?
2: Well, Germany did make the mistake of thinking that Russia can be transformed through trade, which was a sort of ideological cover for a policy of making money on cheap Russian gas. And yes, trust needs to be rebuilt because Nord Stream 2, for example, was approved and built even after the Anschluss of Crimea. That German policy is now bankrupt. But we need to be careful because I'm told that Germany provides more assistance to Ukraine than we know. It's very difficult to come by by, uh, hard figures. But I'm told the reason is that unlike in Poland or in Britain, the issue is controversial, particularly in the electorate of the main ruling party. So the government, I'm told, is torn between wanting to do the right thing and, uh, and not losing more vote. We should judge Germany on the basis of what it actually does. And uh, I'd like to know more about the actual deliveries of weapons and
0: ammunition. If we're judging Germany by what it does at the moment, it controls the export licenses for the Leopard tanks, which several EU member states, including Poland and Finland, have said they want to deliver. And Germany so far seems to be reluctant to allow the exports to begin. So,
2: On the other hand, I had the conversations in Berlin recently at the senior level, and they claim that all they need is leadership from Washington. Equally, there is a controversy about delivery of Swiss-made ammunition. In the end, countries can, if they physically possess the stuff, they can just do it. Can I move on to another
0: question related to Ukraine? We're coming up to a year since Russia invaded Ukraine. In that time, millions of Ukrainians have left their country, many settled in Poland. How is the situation for the refugees in Poland at the moment? I was there recently myself and you see a bit of Ukrainian in the streets and hear a bit of Ukrainian, but not as much, I'm told, as when the war first broke out. Are people saying there? Are they integrated? What's the kind of situation for
2: people in Ukraine? Polish border guards registered about 8 million crossings of the Polish border by Ukrainians, but that, of course, doesn't mean that 8 million people live in the country. We think we had around a million even before the war, but some of these were men working in industry on building sites and some of them actually went back to ukraine to fight we think we have about a million women and children many others went on to western europe and i'm proud of of the polish people the un officials that i spoke to told me that there is refugee wariness after six or eight weeks and as you say it's almost a year and uh, and it's still good. Poles support Ukraine. People do feel some strain on the health service and on the educational service, but but it's but it's manageable and I just hope that the Polish government fixes its relationship with the EU and then Brussels steps in to augment our educational health services to, to help the refugees.
0: When I was there I was hearing noises that perhaps the government was looking to, in time, incentivize Ukrainians to return to their country, obviously, once the war is over. What are the kind of long-term prospects for Ukrainians in Poland? Do you expect most of them to return to Ukraine once there's an eventual peace deal, or, or do you think many of them will remain for the
2: long term? I was a refugee in Britain in 1981 when martial law was imposed in Poland. And I spent eight years in Britain, remembering it very fondly, and still feeling gratitude to Britain for the education I received. And I went back, and I don't regret it. And I hope I've been something of an asset to polish british relations. And I hope the Ukrainians who are, in, who are being helped in their hour of need in Poland today get to know our country. Hopefully, most of them will like it. And hopefully, this will be a great asset to future economic and human-to-human relations between our countries.
0: Yeah, there are, I think, Poles, but no pun intended. Showing, showing that Ukrainians now largely consider Poland the most culturally close.
2: Not everybody knows this in Western Europe, because the history of Eastern Europe is not taught in your schools almost at all. But we were the same country with Ukraine for 400 years, longer than the United Kingdom.
0: You spoke about the importance of Poland mending relations with the EU. At the moment, there's a very important or very significant dispute occurring over the rule of law in in Poland, and particularly centering on on accusations that the ruling law and justice party is undermining the rule of law in, in Poland and the independence of the judiciary. The EU has withheld billions in recovery funds, so COVID recovery funds from Poland saying that they need to, to change some of these reforms in order to receive the money. We've had some legislation put forward by the government on reform of the Supreme Court, which would Poland hopes, or the government hopes, would unlock some of these funds. Is, are these reforms going to be sufficient to unlock the recovery funds?
2: The law that has just passed its first reading, literally this morning, would unblock the funds, says the Commission. But it is being sabotaged by a Farage or or Resmog or whatever you want, comparison you want to make, faction in the Polish ruling party, uh, uh, about 20 Europhobic fanatics whose who think that independence, sovereignty means that you don't have to abide by voluntarily signed treaties. And these people are holding the government and Poland and the European Commission hostage to their fanaticism. Does it seem like it will pass, like the dispute will be resolved? The Prime Minister is calling on the opposition to help him pass this. It's a little difficult because these Trumpists that we have in office have taken over state media and we are, as the opposition, we are every day being described as Germans and traitors and so on. So it's a little difficult to uh, support a government that does that. But the opposition controls the Senate, which will no doubt make amendments. And so it is not without hope that some compromise could be reached. Poland needs rule of law and needs the the low interest loans from, from the recovery fund. And we can have both. But the ruling party would have to give up its program to control the judiciary by packing the courts. You can't be in the EU with packed courts by the ruling party. They need to really understand that that's just incompatible.
0: Well, you can. Perhaps that's the problem, as Poland, as Poland shows. Let's talk about the opposition. There are general elections coming up in in Poland later this year. The ruling Law and Justice Party has been in power since 2015. It's seen as one of these kind of, as you said, renegade populist governments undermining the foundations of, of democracy and in particularly the new member states in Central and Eastern Europe. Obviously, Hungary is another one. Is it possible that law and justice can be unseated in the next general election?
2: I hope so. And there is intensive dialogue among the opposition parties. There is almost certainly going to be a pact to have joint candidates to the upper house. The lower house is more difficult, but uh, but I'm hopeful that it will happen. The government is doing what Orbán and others do in similar circumstances. So, for example, 7% of Poles living abroad, including in Britain, uh, voted for an opposition presidential candidate in 2019, so they are now going to make it more difficult for polls abroad to uh, to vote. The group that is most pro-government is old age pensioners, so they're increasing pensions and they are creating these uh, additional electoral points at parishes at churches. I don't think they will dare to. F- to actually falsify the vote. But the playing field is already uneven. A, because the state media are being used in to, to literally just hound the opposition. Imagine the BBC taken over by Breitbart and you get a, a picture of what we're ha- having to deal with. And also, there is uneven access to state resources. Localities that uh, vote for the government receive funds and and state funds, and those who vote for the opposition are discriminated against. Democracy is not just uh, honest counting of the votes on the day. Democracy is a a competitive ecosystem in which the government can lose. Almost all opinion polls now show that... um, That even if PIS received the most votes, the opposition have a much bigger coalition capacity and therefore should be able to form the next government. Wherever you are in the world,
0: if you're interested in global affairs,
2: you can subscribe to the New Statesman in digital, in print, or
0: both from as little as one pound a week. That's 12 weeks for just £12. That's
1: €1 a week in Europe and just $2 a week in America.
0: Just go to www.newstatesman.com slash podcast offer. Hi, I'm Anoush, and I host the New Statesman podcast. Twice a week, we get under the skin of Westminster to help understand what's going on and what's going to happen next. We interview politicians... Policymakers and people on the front line to get you the full story behind the headlines. Plus, hear from our award-winning editorial team, including political editor Andrew Marr, to get to the bottom of what on earth is happening. Listen to the New Statesman podcast. You can subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: in four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: Having said all that, of course, democracy is more than just the vote on, on, on the day of the election, but there are all these kind of well-documented state capture by, by law and justice, as you said, and in the end, of course, the poll, the event that really matters is the election. And of, we saw this, for example, in Hungary, where similarly, there were hopes that United Opposition would unseat Viktor Orban. Similarly, there was a kind of skewed media landscape.
2: And by under- skewed le- media landscape, let's explain to our listeners what we mean, because it's not journalists being a little biased. It's the Russian model. So Poland's largest company, the petrochemical monopoly, buys up. All the regional papers, for example, and puts party placements as editors in chief. That's the kind of subtle that they do. What I mean by this is
0: there's actually a very mixed record for the kind of opposition coalition that that you've spoken about. It succeeded in Israel in unseating Benjamin Netanyahu, but only for a year. And of course, we've just seen that he came back to power. So it won one election, but the coalition that it formed wasn't very durable. It failed in Hungary. Do you think that this kind of anti-strongman coalition of the opposition, many member parties of which are not natural natural partners. Do you think that can work in Poland? Do you see the signs of it really sticking together so as to sustainably unseat the ruling party?
2: It's a real dilemma. You're quite right. We have a proportional system with the don't counting method, which means that The party that gets the most votes, or the list, rather, that gets the most votes, gets a premium of about 20 to 30 MPs. Creating a joint list of the opposition helps to get that premium. But, of course, some people are devoted to their particular program. We have a left-wing party. We are a kind of center-right party. There is another opposition party, which is slightly to the right of us. And so you might lose some of your voters on the way by making an alliance with people that they don't like. And what the balance of these gains and losses is very difficult to gauge in advance because it depends also on the distribution of votes, be- because there are these regional lists as well. But this is being given a very hard look by the leaders of the opposition, and I hope we find a, an optimum solution. I think we're going to win, but remember that the ruling Trumpists have the presidency and they've packed institutions for the last seven years. So ideally, we would need a supermajority to be able to break through the presidential veto.
0: And so just to be clear, you think there is going to be a coalition of the opposition similar to what there was in Hungary?
2: I hope so, because then we would clearly be the largest list and we would definitely get this daunt premium for the winner.
0: And just briefly, could you sketch out what this kind of government would put forward, what its program of action would be? There have been, I think for many... Looking at Poland from the outside over the past few years, there have been some, some pretty shocking measures put forward, anti-democratic. We're thinking of things like an almost total abortion ban, making Poland one of the only countries in Europe with a or near total abortion ban. What kind of measures would an opposition government take?
2: You're China quite on? right. That was an outrageous move by a small faction within the ruling party. It wasn't even a, a law. It was a judgment by a captured constitutional tribunal with the result that, that women are dying because doctors now have to wait when a terminally damaged fetus is detected, and they are afraid of, of terminating a pregnancy in such circumstances. Really shocking, and we are going to change that. We've pledged ourselves to do what I think is similar to the British solution, namely legal abortion up to the 12th, But there are other things. They've they've captured the uh, state-owned corporations and used them as party resources. I'm responsible for the largest opposition party's foreign policy. We would end this ridiculous conflict with European institutions. We would end Poland's two-front war with Russia and Germany at the same time. But we would continue and even augment support for Ukraine that's something that we have uh, consensus on equally relations with the united states would uh, would be maintained and even deepened and i think poland would be more influential in programming the policy of the entire European Union when we are in compliance with ECJ judgments and and we're not under sanctions. Because on, on the policy towards Russia and Ukraine, Poland has been vindicated. We were right to have protested against the construction of Nord Stream and we were right to have warned Western Europeans against Putin. And if we make our peace with Brussels, then I think Poland will have the influence on Europe's Eastern policy that, that we deserve as the only country that is the neighbor of both Russia and Ukraine. Will you be playing a role in this new government or a role?: That's not up to me, but I'll certainly be taking part in the election campaign.
0: This has been world Review from the New Statesman. You can read all our international coverage on Newstatesman.com. Our producers have been May Robson and Adrian Bradley. If you've enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend and leave us a nice review. I'm Ida Vok. Thanks for listening and until next time.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,